So if you've ever wondered how to give thanks, you know, you can give someone a ride or you can give someone a dollar, you know, you know how to do that. How do you give thanks? What does it look like to give thanks? Psalm 100 is a psalm for giving thanks. So if you ever wonder what it means, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like to give thanks, pray Psalm 100. Read Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. This week we are following the chapters in our small group studies with the question, what does it mean to become a Christian? I don't know of any single word that answers that question better than the word thanksgiving. When I say thanksgiving, I mean that in the fullest sense and with its multiplicity of expression. Psalm 100 verse 2 says this, Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. It's a form of thanksgiving. The Apostle Paul is almost insistent that joy be a part of the Christian walk. In Philippians 4 verse 4, he says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And that's pretty insistent, isn't it? In 1 Thessalonians 5.16, he says, Rejoice always. Thanksgiving, what does it mean to be a Christian? They're, they're linked together. I never knew joy until I knew the Lord. Why should I rejoice and be thankful? What's the big push? I mean, life can be hard, right? Bad things happen, and sometimes life really hurts. In the beginning of this week, Martha's uncle, Owen, Owen carried on in Manchester, lost his youngest son, heading for the uh, National Basketball League as a professional player, 26 years old, six-month-old baby, killed on Route 93 in a tragic crash. I don't know if you heard it on uh, Channel 9, but they did a wonderful, wonderful praise of this young man's life. It was an awesome. That's hard. That's hard. But Martha went and visited this week. She said there was so much thankfulness as that family drew together to minister to each other's sense of loss and grief that by a little bit of time they began to find joy in the remembrance of this young man's life. They were thankful because they knew. They knew what he was experiencing 
after that tragedy, the glory that he was seeing, the, the face of Jesus Christ shining before his eyes. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more grief. He'll never experience that again. Life will never be hard for him again. I'm thankful for that. I'm sure his parents are thankful for that. Sometimes life hurts, but as a Christian, I have a reason to be thankful. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says this, Finally, brothers, again, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Isn't that something to be thankful of? That the God of peace, the God of love, will be with you? What a promise. What better goal could you pursue than the fact that the God of all creation, the God who breathed life into your being, will be with you? I'm thankful for that today, and I'm sure a lot of you are also. Here's the reason for our joy. Jesus promised us this one sustaining, joy-producing reason to be thankful in Hebrews 13:5, the second part of that verse, he says, "I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you." And listen, we, we test that to the max, don't we? We stretch our lives in all kinds of contortions to, you know, test the truth of that matter. We get into things that, you know, uh, challenge our conscience, challenge the work of the Lord in, in the Holy Spirit in our lives, and we, we lose some of the benefits of walking in joy, and then suddenly you turn a corner, and boom, there he is waiting. He hasn't left. He hasn't abandoned us. Even in our bad times, we turn around, and suddenly he is still there. Haven't you experienced that? Haven't you gotten to a place where you say, I don't know if I can ever go back. My life has turned such a bad place. And suddenly he's there and he's saying, oh, yeah, come on. I haven't left you. I haven't abandoned you. You might have walked away for a while, but I'm waiting. I'm sure you're all familiar with that little uh, thing with the footprints in the sand, you know. Where were you all that time, you know? <laughs> Check out my mark. You know? In Psalm 100, verse 2, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness. How do we do that? How do you serve the Lord with gladness? The psalmist answers the question in the same verse. He says, Come into his presence with singing. Do you ever think of that as serving the Lord? Did you ever consider that when you come together on Sunday morning, you know, and these guys come up here, they do an awesome job in, in leading the worship set, don't they? They really do a good job. You know, but what they're facilitating is an opportunity for you and me to serve the Lord. It's not so that we have a good time or a good song fest, you know, or, or whatever you experience during the worship time. The fact of the matter is, as we sing, as we praise his name, we are serving God. Now, some of you work hard jobs. Right? You go and you serve your boss and you, and you do some work. You say, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. But I tell you this, you can sing and praise the Lord for all eternity. 
He'll never put more on you than what you can bear. His burden is light. His burden is easy. What a, what, a, what a master boss to work for. You know, you want to work for me? Come on in and sing for a while. Huh? Isn't that good? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. And why shouldn't we? No matter what life deals you, there is a recourse. The God of heaven is there. As a Christian, I have someone I can count on in any and all situations. Someone I can depend on. And believe me, I have become thankfully dependent on him. I can remember one time someone challenged my Christianity with this ludicrous remark. Well, you're just living with this crutch. Absolutely. I got two of them. I can't, I can't move without them. You know, absolutely. I'm living with this crutch, and he holds me up. He supports my life. He gives me all the strength I need to go on. Because when I didn't have that crutch, I was stumbling all over the place. I was always finding myself falling flat down on my face. Now I've got support. Now I've got help. About two years ago, um, what's that? This is .com. Uh, I don't know if it's students.com or something like that, where you can go back to your high school online and they got all the names. What is it? Classmates.com, you know. And uh, so I had gotten a couple of emails from this boyhood friend of mine, um, Jimmy Gillespie. And at that time, there was the big program on TV was about this... Uh, Dr. Gillespie. So we nicknamed him Doc. Right? He became Doc. And uh, as an adult, the name stuck. And so, you know, we had some emails back and forth, and, and Doc wasn't doing good. Uh, he had some internal problems, and we, we maybe went back and forth for about three months, and then I got a call from his sister, Christine, that Doc had died at 56 years old. And He's probably the last childhood friend that I've heard from. I didn't even know there were any of them alive anymore. We we were a pretty rough neighborhood where I grew up. But he had died at 56, and this were her words. This is Christine's words. He never really recovered from my dad's abuse. His life became so hard it was really sad. I remember his dad. I remember when uh, Doc first moved into the neighborhood. And we used to hang out just uh, uh, about a half a block from his home. And his dad would drag him out of the house by the scruff of the neck onto the street and just start slapping him, face slapping him, throw him down the ground and and kick him. And it just stagger off a, a drunken, raging maniac. Doc never recovered from that. His life became really a sad story. How do you get past that? Where do you find joy or thanksgiving when your own home is the most dangerous place you know on the planet? How do you get beyond that? 
I'm so thankful today that I can give you an answer to that question, that there is an answer to that question, a viable, life-changing, bondage-breaking, sorrow-lifting answer to the pain of life. Mm -hmm. Come unto me, Jesus said. Come unto me. All you who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest, and you will find rest for your soul. I had an alcoholic father. I had an abusive stepfather, heavy-handed and at times very abusive, a non-present father. Neither one of them really participated to any great degree in my life that nurtured it or made a difference. I can remember being in Cub Scouts and getting, waiting to get my wolf badge. 300 Cub Scouts in a room, and they call my name. And no dad to walk up the aisle to get that. Still, still in my head. You know, it was sad. All the promises meant nothing. Most of the time, life really hurt, and my life became a sad story. There were street gangs, there was violence, there was drug addiction, violent crimes, prison time. That's all part of my history. That's my sad story. I was lost and spiraling down to crash landing and certainly a tragic end. But what I didn't know at that time was I had another father. And I could say a third father... I already had two. But what I have come to know is the reality is he was my first father. He was my heavenly father, and he loves me. He really legitimately loves me, and he loves you. He cares about me, and he cares about you. He wants me to know joy and a life full of thankfulness, and he wants you also to know a life like that. And he was just waiting for me to call out to him so he could rescue me from the most deadly enemy I know, myself. And I didn't know how close he was. One day, down in Florida, I was on the run from a bad drug deal, hiding out. Figured I had a couple of months to live before they caught me. And I was reading a book called The Source. It's just a novel. But in that book, it recounts some of the story of the nation of Israel and certain people being martyred for their faith, and they would cry out, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, he is one. And they would die all through the book, that would happen. And it's the last line of the book. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one. And he died. And I closed the covers, and I looked up at my ceiling, and I said, you know, if you exist at all, 
I'd want to know you in that way. So my last breath would be for you. Within two days, he stepped into my life. I've never been the same. He was that close. To all the drugs, to all the violence, to all the hatred and anger and rage, to all the pain, he was right there waiting for me to look up at the ceiling and say, if you are, and he just wanted to say, I am. I really, really am. And I know he wants to say that to some of you today, that he really, really is, and he really is for you. If you just ask him the question, show yourself to me, Lord. Reveal yourself to me, and he will. He came, and within three days, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and gave him lordship of my life. It was 38 years ago. I've lived longer with him now than I have without him. How awesome is that? (laughs) How awesome is that? I just wish there was some way I could have given him all that I didn't because he's worthy of it all. And I am so thankful for that day. I'm even thankful for the circumstances and situations that led me to that day. Because he worked it out to the good. And today, you also can come to know the joy of a thankful heart. To know what it really feels like to be loved by dad number one. who can erase all the pain and rewrite all the sad stories that we've all lived. And it only takes this. Lord Jesus, I surrender. I just surrender. Let's bow our heads, please. I'm going to just pray and invite the Holy Spirit To come into this room, Jesus, when speaking of the Holy Spirit, he says, when the Spirit comes, he will speak to you concerning me. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come into this room today. Begin to speak to our hearts concerning Jesus Christ. Come, O God, and speak to the deepest places, the wounded places, the rebellious places, the aching places, the memory places, the places we're afraid to go on our own, oh God, and there's no one willing to go with us, but you're there. Holy Spirit, come. There are some here today the Lord is drawing to himself. He just so desperately wants you to know his love and his care. And I believe some of you are hearing that still small voice like a a whisper in your heart. I want to give you the opportunity today to respond to to that wooing, to that invitation from the Holy Spirit to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I am thankful that 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came lived a sinless life, 
and died a horrendous death on the cross to pay the price for my sin. He went all the way, even to death. And within three days, God raised him from the dead, and he lives forever. It is he, the risen Christ, who's inviting you this morning to surrender your life to him. If you're hearing that call today, if you want to answer that call today, I invite you to just stand up and come down front. We want to pray with you. We want to lead you in what's known as a sinner's prayer to explain to you what you're surrendering to and the glory that you're entering into. There's a kingdom waiting for you today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't close your ears. Today is the day. If you're hearing his voice, come on down. Perhaps you have said, well, I've done that before. Maybe I haven't lived it, but I've done it before. Come back. Come back to him. He's waiting. He knows where you've been. He knows what you've done. It doesn't matter to him. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. If that's you today, we invite you also to come up. Just respond to that call today. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. If you're struggling today with issues concerning your Christianity and how to walk out this walk, and we all stumble, if you're afraid you're going to fall, we invite you to come up. Someone will pray with you. Someone will minister to you in that need. Thank you, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to stir the hearts of those who you're calling today, oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the rest of you to just kind of sit quietly. Eric, could you put some background on? And we're going to wait on the Lord for just a few minutes. You know, sometimes decisions take a little bit of process. We don't want to rush you, and we don't want to rush the Holy Spirit. But if that's you today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you've never said to the Lord, Lord, I accept what you did for me on the cross. I surrender my life to your Lordship. If you've never done that, the Bible says if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you'll be saved. It's not enough to just let it go on internally. Something's got to emerge out of your heart. Someone has to be a witness to it. That's you today. Please come. The Lord is calling. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, O oh God. Holy Spirit, come. 
called to our hearts today, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. If you have children upstairs and you need to go and claim them, you can begin that process now. I'd like you to ask you to do that quietly. Continue to keep the altar area open if you need prayer. Come up whatever the reason. Father, we ask you to bless the rest of our day. Lord, for the food, we pray that you'd bless it to our bodies. For the fellowship, O oh God, that you'd bless it to our hearts. And for your presence, you would enliven our spirits to know you in the fullness of joy. Come, Holy Spirit.